Bad Family, a podcast for black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hey, Link, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, I'm excited for this episode. Nice. Me too. <laughs> this will um, be a good end to the day. I've had a long work day. Yeah. Lindsay said she had a crappy, well, I guess long. Uh, what did she say? Awful? She said she had a bad work day too. So I hope <laughs> it uh, is a nice beginning of her evening. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Hello. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I can hear you. It sounds kind of staticky in your background, but I can hear you. Oh, I think it's my fan. Hold on. I'll turn it off. Can you hear me now? Yes, that did it. That's much better. Um, How are you doing? Oh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Today sucks. I'm sorry. Do you want to talk about it? Sure. Um, well, basically, this morning, um, I asked one of my coworkers, one of my like peers in my department. Uh, I don't remember what we were talking about, but she said something about how our boss had told her she was being underpaid and that she should take a better offer if she gets one. And I was like, if you don't mind me asking, how much do you get paid? And she was like, only this amount that's $15,000 more than you make. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. And then I asked another like peer on my team and he makes the same. So I'm being paid, you know, drastically under my peers on my team. And I asked a couple of other people in other departments and they make a lot more. So that made me feel pretty bad. And then I had a meeting today that I thought was just going to be like to catch me up on some internal assignments that they want me or like case studies they want me to refresh. But then at the beginning of the meeting, my boss was like, so I had a talk with our account manager. She's sort of like office manager. She handles a lot of the organization for the whole company. And he was like, we were chatting about how to better delegate work on our team, um, you know, so that we're not just guessing about people's workload. He was like, Lindsay, how much do you feel you're being utilized percentage wise? And I was like, I don't think I understand the question. And he was like, well, if, you, you know, someone's workload could be quantified from zero to a hundred, which is very much just restating the percentage thing. It was like, if it could be quantified zero to a hundred, where do you think you would stand? And I was asking you how busy you are. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I'm not sure how to answer the question because, well, I didn't say because, but I said, you know, I didn't know how to answer because some weeks are busier than others. So I don't know if he means right now or generally, I do touch a lot of projects and a lot of assignments. Um, And also lately, things just take me longer because I'm so mentally burned out. And also, I, you know, this morning I was like, I'm being fucking underpaid by a lot. So 
So yeah, I said that. I said I didn't know how to answer the question. And he was like, okay, I can answer Did you say it. that um, you were underpaid? I didn't say that to him. I just said, I don't know how to answer the question. And he was like... Also, because it wasn't a performance review meeting. It was supposed to be just like letting me know about this project. Yeah. And so he was like, well, I can answer the question. You're the least utilized member of the team. Oh. So I felt... <laughs> First of all, I don't believe that's true uh, because I feel overwhelmed to the point that I have developed stress eczema around my eyes again for like, that's only happened to me a few times in my life, including uh, when mom and dad found out that I stopped going to church. So that, but also, um, yeah, I just felt called out for it. And I wasn't sure if he meant, like, we think you're being underutilized and it's our fault and we'd like to figure out how to give you more work that you want to do. Or if he was saying, we think you're underutilized and it's your fault because you're not doing the work fast enough or whatever. So. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And I cried. That didn't go well. Let me give you some advice. Um, it's totally shitty that you're underpaid. Mm-hmm. You should look up and see what Cal the law in California is. For example, in New York, they're not allowed to ask you what your current salary is when you're taking another job, which helps to bridge the gender gap. So if it is the same in California, which I suspect that it might be, if you were to get a like a lateral offer from a similar organization, they would more likely pay you at market because they couldn't know that you're being so underpaid. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the interim, I think it might be helpful for you to put another meeting on your boss's calendar where you say, you know, basically you took me by surprise at the last meeting. I wasn't expecting it to be, you know, a performance review. I thought it would be a catch up meeting, but I want to highlight, you know, the positive elements of my performance and point out any wins that you've had and and express that you are more than willing do you know what i mean if you know if the organization feels that you are the lowest utilized you are more than willing to be utilized the same amount as your peers but at the same time your perception of it is not that you are underutilized but that you are being maximally utilized and this is why Mm -hmm. i did put so in this meeting was sort of my there's two people in the copywriting department, me and sort of my boss in the department. And then there's the head of the marketing department as a whole. So both of them were on the meeting. So I asked if my supervisor in the scripting department, you know, the um, copywriting department, who was also on the meeting, would uh, check in with me in a couple of days basically you know i basically asked what you said but she wasn't the one who <laughs> sort of brought me up on that i did ask her like i was like i wanted to check in cuz i felt taken by surprise and i wanted to you know check in about my performance and whatever and she was like i don't think it's about your performance actually i think he just phrased it weird but yeah, it might be good to like 
Yeah, I think it would be good to have another meeting to clear the air because the way you've described it to me, it sounds like they perceive you to be the lowest performing. Whether or not you do work well, it sounds like they perceive you to be the least valuable member of the team. And if you're already, well, that's not true. I was going to say if you're the least valuable member of the team, you could be the first to be cut. But at the same time, if you're the lowest paid member of the team, they might not want to cut you because you're such a deal. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it here. I hate it. I yeah. No, but I, I do think you should put another meeting on the calendar. And I also think what you need to do is... it. Unfortunately, it's not very effective for you to say, I know that my coworkers are making more than me. What you should say in a future meeting is um, after you've demonstrated your positive performance, like in a meeting where you say, I think, you know, I wanted to point out my recent wins and I believe I'm being maximally utilized because of ABC. You should say that I would also like to request that the company do a salary audit or a compensation review to make sure that, you know, our team is being paid at market. Mm-hmm. Which we're not. To our, I know to our peers, and you happen like, to know. Well, I mean, you happen down. to know. Even if everyone's being paid below market, you are being paid way below right. <laughs> market if you're making so much less than your peers. And so you should ask for the company to do a formal salary audit. The worst that can happen is that they say no. The best that can happen is that they bump you up to the rest of your peer group. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I would rather just walk into traffic. <laughs> well, if you don't want to do that, then you should immediately find another job. If you get another offer, that's another way of getting right to market. Right. I don't know. I don't even like this job that much. As in, like, being a copywriter. But I also don't know that I... There's no other job I'm, like, excited to do, necessarily. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of feeling like I hate everything right now. (laughs) I'm sorry you had such a bad day. Tomorrow will be better. But I also feel like you got to do this for the women. Since you don't have another job right now, I feel like you need to defend yourself and, you know, kindly but professionally ask for parity by asking for a salary audit. And if you feel nervous, just think I'm just doing this for the women. Mm. Fuck them for paying you lower than everyone else. I mean, honestly, and fuck your boss for saying to a woman making $15,000 more than you, you're under market. Try to get yourself to market when he knows you're horrifically under market i mean honestly fuck corporations for making that possible through a lack of transparency oh it just makes it actually triggers me because corporate america is so toxic i feel like i daily fight for the people on my team and i know that i'm fighting against like a powerful corporation that's trying to undervalue and underpay everyone yeah (laughs) (laughs) it sucks i hate it so much this is why i say like i am not i don't feel motivated by career or money because i hate working in a corporate environment i hate what it makes of your life and i also don't really have any desire to work for myself or like be an entrepreneur because that just is another way of serving capital i don't know the thing about 2020 is basically made me a full communist so 
Sorry. You can work for me when I start my own business, but only if your utilization is 100%. (laughs) Jeez. Answer the question. What's your utilization? (laughs) You know what? um, If this ever happens to you in future, I don't think I don't know is a good answer. Well, I do know what I mean. I, I think even pivoting the question, I mean, I think even saying if this ever happens again in future, saying like, I feel like I'm performing really well. It varies week to week. You know, some weeks I feel like I'm 85%. Some weeks I'm over a hundred, but I'm open to hear what feedback you have on my performance. Yeah. I don't know. I knew that it wasn't the right answer in the moment, but I was, I also didn't know what he was trying to get at. And I feel like I am overwhelmed with how much I'm doing. So it just was like, that's your perception okay i feel you know totally at sea i get that it's also a very challenging time for mental health so when you feel like you're working at 125 percent, and someone tells you you're doing the lowest of anyone on the team it is a real shitty moment taking the balls (laughs) yeah oh we can't relate to that but i imagine that's quite un favorable (laughs) Uh, i'm sorry that happened Lindsay, but i'm always happy to help you with the language of how to get your way in corporate america thanks (laughs) cool and don't feel that bad this is a temporary moment i mean in the next few years if not sooner you'll be at market. So. All right. Uh, well, let's jump right into something that I think will be more positive. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I'm. We're just going to skip the tell us apart moment today because um, I think our main event is very personable. And in my mind, I'm really excited and fascinated about it. So what we're going to do today is other people may have done this before, but I'd never done this or even, or even um, conceptualized doing it. But the 36 questions that are supposed to make um, people fall in love, the 36 questions that lead to love per the very famous modern love article in the New York times. And just for background, these questions were developed by psychologist, Arthur Aaron. More than 25 years ago, when he successfully made two strangers fall in love in his laboratory, and the idea behind it is that there are a couple of sequences of progressively more personal questions, um, and it is supposed to make people fall in love. And while um, we already love each other, (laughs) and I doubt we'll be falling in love in any sort of romantic way, um, I'm very, very interested in this idea, according to um, a different Modern Love article by Mandy Lynn Cantron, um, who is an academic, she said that, um, that we all have a narrative of ourselves that we offer up to strangers and acquaintances, but these questions by Dr. Aaron make it impossible to rely on that narrative. Um, and I find that fascinating. So actually, I didn't even read the questions in advance. I didn't want to sort of 
pre-prepare any answers to the questions. I thought we would just do them, you know, up close and personal in real time. Sort of be surprised. Cool. Okay. So uh, I'll just read the questions and we'll go from there. So here's the first set of 10 questions or 12 questions. Number one, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? David Attenborough, currently. Ooh, that beautiful, smooth yeah. voice. And trying to, trying to catch him before he's gone. You know, he has a lifetime of experience in the wild and with conservation things. So that's the time. I love that. Mine would be Anthony Bourdain. I know he's already passed beyond <laughs> this world, but I just feel like he would be someone lovely to eat with and just bullshit with, like an enjoyable Rest friend. in peace, Tony. Rest we can choose dead people. Sure, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to choose Eartha Kitt. I don't know who that oh, is. Well, um, Eartha Kitt is like a very cool... Um, actor and activist i think she died a few years ago um hold on she what kind of and singer um hold on she like famously was was outspoken about like race issues i think she slept with james dean just like a cool cool lady she was the voice of yzma in that first new groove <laughs> oh that was Eartha kit oh i did see him for <laughs> <new groove. laughs> uh well i'm not sure who that is but i'm sure she'd be a lovely dinner guest all right question two would you like to be famous and if so in what way um, just off a gut feeling, no. Because I like my privacy too much. I'd like to be rich, but I could do without. <laughs> yeah, I'm a 100% no to being famous. I'm just way too risk averse, and I think I would have way too much fear for my own safety and the unknown. If I were ever famous in any way, I would like to be a famous poet, which would be the same as being the most <laughs> obscure person in the entire world. <laughs> I think I might have said yes, or, you know, earlier in my 20s. Um, now I would say no, because I think that fame requires, like, if you don't have enough of, like, a psychological framework of yourself or like a psychic container <laughs> built up before you're famous then it can very easily like poison your understanding of yourself and where you fit into the world oh yeah I don't even know how you would uh, keep your own identity which is why I think a lot of young child stars go cuckoo crazy they just sort of lose the thread of who they think that they are yeah they could be and beyond i mean and also what you guys said about like safety and um anonymity i mean i yeah that's part of the reason why i would never want to run for like political office either because i would never want like 
private investigators from opponents trying to like dig up dirt on me. That freaks me out. Oh yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, I would just never want my personal photos in the cloud, like being like captured by some hacker. Not like I have like nasty personal photos, but you know what I mean. Just sure. like knowing someone would be trying to hack you to embarrass yeah. you, like Poot Levi- is horrifying to me, and I would not know how to protect my own information. So I just, I just couldn't. Anonymity is the but best. But even security. beyond that, like your name and like your personhood become like a public commodity, and people think that they get to you know say whatever they want about you or they just have like a different there's a constructed version of you that exists for other people to consume and then there's you and I think it would be very difficult to figure out I mean I just watched a documentary about Dolly Parton on Netflix the other day and that was kind of part of like I love her but part of my takeaway was that she does not know who she is outside of being famous at this point. Who did you say was Dolly that Parton. person was? Oh, Dolly Parton. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Hard. You just you become like the identity that everyone thinks. Yeah, you are. even if you have created it as a persona, on some level, it seeps in. Yeah. All right. Question three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say and why? Yes, because I have anxiety. <laughs> yes, I'm yes too. Because I used to have a deep, deep, deep tear, not tear, fear of calling anyone on the phone. And it, um, you guys were probably too young for this, but I got uh, asked to be the ward choir director at church when I was still a young teenager which meant that I was supposed to call everyone every week to remind them that we were going to have choir practice. It was the most terrifying calling of my life. I just absolutely hated it. It was horrible. I think for me, I'll think of like the first thing that I need to say, particularly if I'm calling like a business or not just like calling a friend or someone that I know. Um, Like if I'm calling the dentist i'll think like okay i have to call these people and then say hey my name is lincoln i was curious about like uh creating an appointment um and then after that i'm just winging it yeah i yeah this actually reminds me this is a little bit off but um i have a girlfriend who works as um she's the office manager but she's actually like also the hr person for a really tiny graphic design startup and part of her role was to be hr so it's to handle situations and she had to have some uncomfortable conversations last summer about people who were really stinky in the office (laughs) (laughs) and I was like oh my god how did you prepare to have those kind of conversations which in my mind would be the most awkward thing you were ever tasked to tell someone she planned it she was like I tried to plan every avenue every facet of a polite way to bring this up like body odor stinky or like fart stinky body odor stinky like uh like cultural differences where people were showering less and not wearing deodorant damn that sounds very uncomfortable 
uh incredibly uncomfortable she got through it but i was like even just hearing you say that you had to do this my anxiety is at 100 i'm really curious like since she like first thought about all the avenues she could go down i wonder like what are the words that she chose to actually do (laughs) i don't remember but i remember that she did it very elegantly you know like i just wanted to bring you know personally bring up with you this issue that we had you know that we are having and could we talk about this together and like come to a common solution I don't know but she did it very elegantly <laughs> in a way that no one was offended but ooh, <laughs> ooh I don't know that's delicate that the is that be delicate. <laughs> I would love I know how she broached that Right? I can't even imagine the level of embarrassment. Lindsay, at least on your bad day, nobody was, like, having to approach you about how you're, like, personal. You are the least yes. utilized and stinkiest member. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. But. Oh, jeez. Alright, question four. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Hmm. Man question this is hard in these times where i'm just like surviving every single day but i would say it would either be like a vacation day traveling to a new city like exploring a new city or it would be i was gonna say maybe a beach day a family beach day i like a beach day um i think like i would love on this day to not have to need my phone so like just have it off for large portions of the day and then uh like if i was on like a hiking trip with some close friends or at the beach with close friends um or family then that would be a lot of fun yeah incredibly fun all right question five when did you last sing to yourself or to someone else five minutes ago i'm constantly doing (laughs) i think it's a family thing i think we do sing a lot i actually feel like i sing less just with matt and i in the apartment but i do i am constantly constantly singing to myself nina is constantly having to text me shh during the day because i accidentally i think i'm singing like quietly to myself but she can hear it on her work calls or on her calls with her therapist. I just have no idea how powerful, how resonant my singing voice is. Well, at least you have a lovely singing voice. Matt doesn't like my singing voice, which I got very offended at him. I was like, thank you very much. But he was like, it's not your voice necessarily. It's that you like to sing in falsetto. And I was like, I just like singing um so that's a little bit of a sore spot (laughs) for me i used to sing a lot more than i do now um i feel like now i mainly sing when i'm like doing the dishes and i'll have like some music playing in the background um do you think shower not so much when i'm in the shower i'm like really focused on just like enjoying the shower and like breathing for a minute (laughs) 
I don't actually sing in the shower either. I always listen to podcasts. Oh, really? Man. Did I tell you that I was in college? Yeah, listen to <laughs> when I was in college, apparently people knew in my dorm when I was in the shower. <laughs> and they would pass by and be like, oh, Lindsay's showering, huh? <laughs> because they could hear me singing. <laughs> That's happened in my life before, not in the shower, but I remember once I was cleaning in my Cambridge, Massachusetts apartment and the neighbors could hear me like singing <laughs> Katy Perry. <laughs> oh, well, it is what it is. I actually most enjoy singing together as a family because I like singing me too. with our family. But now like every time that we do it, I just recognize how like shoddy my voice has become from like lack of use. Yeah, me too, because I'm not singing every Sunday. It's like once you leave Mormonism, your voice yeah. goes down the shitter. Unless it's, I'm going to call it God's, God's punishment. <laughs> not me, because I'm constantly singing. singing in the show. Yeah. Bothering everyone I know. Well, I mean, you really got yeah, down that, didn't you? That for me. All right. Question six. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body, of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? If I choose body, does, like, my brain still progress naturally? So, like, when I'm... I can think yeah. pretty okay, but I'm 70. All right, then body yeah, for body sure. body for sure. <laughs> I'm okay to be, like, an idiot 90 or Yeah, I not. think it is. <laughs> Who would want to retain the mind of a 30-year-old? You're most Don't like... <laughs> you know, when you're just like... I mean, not that you're dumb then, but you're not your most mature, experienced self. It's body for sure. The old, As the oldest person on this call, the older your body gets, the shittier the it is. is body yaddy yaddy. <laughs> body yaddy yaddy. Okay, question seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how oh. you will die? No. Um... I do actually, but uh, what is it? By my hand? <laughs> no, I just like um. <laughs> it's not by Lindsay's hand, and I'm also less worried about it now that I like am not going into the city as much. But I, I feel like I would mm-hmm. catch myself like walking into the street like during crosswalks so without like checking for cars, kind of frequently. So. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Please, my hunch is my car. Oh boy! I hope yeah. that doesn't. Happen. Uh, mine is probably mine's probably heart attack or cancer. I mean, so many people in our family have died of cancer. Um, it's probably heart attack or cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one I would be most afraid of is being murdered, but that's unlikely. Even though you know it could happen. If I get, like, lung cancer, though, I'm going to be pissed. Because I stopped smoking so just so I wouldn't get lung cancer. So if I develop it anyways, what was it all for, you know? Dang, did you love smoking? <coughs> oh, boy. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> no, that was... Yeah, I mean, smoking smoking is its own unique pleasure, but, it, I mean, it's also smelly, stinky. Have you smoked, Nobody Courtney? should do it. Oh, yeah. I have never smoked regularly, but I've definitely smoked casually. Mainly when I was working oh, in a restaurant. Yeah. You know, people would just, like, smoke after work. 
I've smoked socially. I've never, ever, I've never ever smoked, smoked a cigarette, cigarette, but I've only ever smoked, you know, drug cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> different. Yeah. Very different. All right. Lindsay, what, did you have a secret? No, thing? I mean, no. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't think about it at all. Sometimes I'm like, um, I mean, sometimes I have intrusive thoughts. I wouldn't call this like... I mean, you know, don't be worried. I, I wouldn't call this like any sort of like bad ideation, but I do sometimes have intrusive thoughts like, what if I just drove on the wrong side of the road? <laughs> but I never, you know, it's always just like, what would happen if this plane fell out of the sky? That's, that's kind of, of a, yeah, that's kind of adventurous. All right, I guess yeah, you're going to be surprised. <laughs> All right, question eight. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. We would oh, be each other's partners in this. Um, I would say we have <laughs> similar noses, similar hair color, similar uh, humor. Do we I have similar so. humor? I think so, yeah. you guys have other things you think we have in common i mean it's it's especially yeah. unique since we actually are family um i think uh i think you guys are both are we allowed to do it like triangulating you guys and not me <laughs> sure yeah sure i mean i doubt people normally do this as like a throuplet i don't know i think trio <laughs> was probably the word you wanted <laughs> throuple no no um I think you guys are more um, maybe analytical or um, inter- I don't know. There's a, something different about the way you guys are motivated than the way I am motivated, I think. But I do think we have similar values. Yeah. Lincoln, any similar insights from um... you? We all have thick, dark hair. Oh, yeah. You're just naming um, all that are genetically similar about us. Yep. <laughs> Light to tan skin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think we all have a deep need to please others and do good. Which is both part of being a Toyavao and also, I think, yeah. like a remnant of Mormonism. Those are good. All right. We'll just like, we'll just ponder on that. Question nine For what in your life do you feel most grateful? I guess uh, my partner Haley and my kitty. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. Um, mine is actually more, more, less, less amorphous. I can't, I don't know. I can't think right now, but mine is not necessarily people. I actually think that I feel most grateful for like time passing and resilience for like the knowledge that I can survive even in times where I feel like it's not possible Mm. to survive. 
and that, and that is like a feeling born of struggle. So I guess I just feel really grateful for experience at the end of the day. For for the bad and good of life that has gotten me to the point of being, you know, like a That's, gritty yeah. survivor. Those are good. I think I would say um, my relationships with my friends and with my siblings. Those are very sweet. Okay, question 10. I know I'm like moving us along, but no, we have a lot of I questions to get through. <laughs> question 10. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I won't go first. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I actually wish that mom and dad were more communicative. I feel like there were so many beautiful things about our family, but I wish I wish more and more throughout the years, like mom and dad told us more about their real lives and who they were as people, you know, that we didn't have yeah. to dig for that stuff as adults. I wish communication was easier. I agree with that one. Um, I would say I don't want to talk about the church, so instead I'm going to say like, I wish that mom and dad had a bit more time and money to um like focus on me because i remember growing up for a long time i wasn't able to like do go out for sports or do anything like that or extracurriculars just because they didn't have money or time um i didn't really start that until high school but i would love to have developed hobbies or interests sooner those are good i those are really good thinking. I, I mean, I think my answer would have to be related to the church. Although I don't regret being raised Mormon. I think, you know, it has indelibly shaped all three of us in ways where I don't, I don't know who we would be if we weren't raised that way. But I do wish that we had not, that it had not been compulsory. <laughs> I wish that we had been given the opportunity to either embrace it or think critically and, you know, decide for ourselves. I feel like the the culture of the church was like, if you don't embrace this, then you are like, there's something wrong with you. I think that's a very smart one, especially how, like, the more Mormon theology really emphasizes yeah. free choice. Agency. What's the word they use? Agency. And so to actually actualize yes. that agency as a teenager or, like, a child yeah. and be able to say, I choose this. I mean, I think I would have chosen it. I think I was in it. But, like, being able to know that yeah. I chose, I think, would have been really powerful. All right. Question 11, I think we'll probably skip. It says, take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Let's actually, let's modify this. Let's tell each other our life story. Ooh, okay. in Ooh that's a challenge. Mm. Right. Uh, mine is probably um naive happy mormon gets divorced changes her life 
goes crazy in Boston and New York. <laughs> I love that sentence. What's yours? Hold on, let me think, Lincoln. You you can go. Um, I want to say something stupid. Do it. I want to. I want to say, say I was born. I live. I die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's lovely. It's true. Except you haven't died yet, unless you're about to like nice. get hit by a car. But no, um, I think, uh, young and dumb Link grew up in Virginia, <laughs> and then, uh, he just lived through a lot of things, and chose to move to California to get a better life for himself. And he worked hard and has succeeded so far. Sentence. A run on, what? but good sentence. <laughs> um, All right, Lindsay, what's your sentence? Doesn't have to be perfect. That's a good top note. of mind. You know that is that's what I struggle with is perfectionism. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, youngest child syndrome. Uh, like smarty pants <laughs> dork uh, fumbles her way into successes and failures uh, in Hollywood. <laughs> in Hollywood! Uh, happy face emoji! <laughs> uh, Alright, love it. Question 12. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Mm. Any one quality or ability. These are like actual, not like superpowers. Yeah. Gained any one quality or ability, what would I think I want to give myself something useless. Just because, like, anything that I would want to learn, I don't want to, like, rob myself of the process of learning it. So I'm going to give myself the ability to, like, be the best in the world at, like, catching food in my mouth. Oh, that's a good answer. (laughs) Thank you. That's nice. Um, I don't know. I was thinking I would like better follow through. Like, I know that what that was one of your values, Lincoln, that you are really, it was really important to you that people do what they say they're going to. And I find that to be incredibly challenging. I mean, otherwise, I would really love it if I was, you know, like a faster runner, or I actually was good at learning languages, you know, just like not important stuff, but stuff that would make life easier. I was going to say, I thought about saying like dancing, but then I liked what you said, Lincoln, about not robbing yourself of the opportunity, the process of learning. And so I will say advocating for myself. I would love to rob myself of that opportunity. Oh, yeah. The process will be painful. I don't like it. I would much prefer for people just to know that they should value me. Yeah, that's a critical one. Um, Okay, set two. We're on the second set. Question 13. 
If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? How Lincoln dies. (laughs) 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 We'll be robbed of the satisfaction. (laughs) Uh, I probably would want to know something money-related like about making money and just because it's like a very assuaging tool to be able to help other people if you have a constant stream of money. The question is, if you could like learn anything about yourself, your past or your future. Or anything anything else, what do you want to know? Oh, whoa. Yeah, I just said anything else. Um, I guess my two... I want to ask two questions. One is like, is God real? And if so, what the hell, man? (laughs) I mean, it it would be really interesting to know that while you're alive, what if you learned that God was real? Do you feel like you'd become some kind of like Um, religious evangelist? I feel like if he pointed out a religion and said this is the one, then I would follow along, but I would do it kind of like begrudgingly. Mm. I hear you. Uh, Lindsay, do you have a. I am overwhelmed answer? by the question, the and question? I opt not to answer it. <laughs> Moving? Okay, moving on. Question 14. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Ooh, that's easy for me. Starting a business. Why haven't I done it? Um, Because I'm an idea person and not an action person. (laughs) And I still haven't had that idea that I'll follow through with. But I do aim to do it. Mine is probably like finish a screenplay. (laughs) And I haven't done it yet because, um, yeah, uh, honestly, probably like perfectionism. Like I am scared of uh, it not being good. <laughs> I hear. I think. You. Um, I don't know if I have like big, big dreams that I've been ignoring, but I there are like hobbies I've wanted to get good at. Um, and I think generally I'm trying to do those. So one is learning guitar. Um, I was getting into rock climbing before pandemic, but I, that totally fell off when all the gyms closed. And then most recently I want to get better at cooking. So I bought a couple cookbooks. Cool. I think those are all great things. I'm glad you're doing it. All right. We still have about 20 questions to get through in 15 minutes. So let's try and go as fast as we can. 15. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Um, Damn. Moving to California and building a new life out here. That's a great one. Um, I think mine is developing relationships i think i've been very successful in developing i once did a 2000 piece puzzle all by myself (laughs) heck yeah all right question 16 what do you most value or what do you value most in a friendship yeah good i'm not sure humor loyalty 
connection is like some kind of yeah i would say like like loyalty and like uh vulnerability i guess intimacy yeah empathy maybe yeah all great ones all right 17 what is your most treasured memory Mm. um great question i think like right before grandma died we me and mom went to go visit her in that little nursing home and to like say goodbye and grandma's last words to me were i love you oh oh my god oh that's a good one i was gonna say something about grandma too but i hadn't picked one that is such a good one i think actually mine might be like a vignette of childhood you know at grandma's house because we grew up at our grandma's house it might be like eating watermelon with the family or picking blackberries or or you know like running through the yard it's just like that memory of of like love and southern garden one time i did like i think it must have been a school project where i had to call grandma and like talk to her about her life for a few hours i don't even remember everything that she said but i just remember it being like a a lovely moment oh actually i have a different one um i remember when i got divorced um dad was really upset and we had this quiet moment together where he was just sobbing which I, I mean, dad doesn't often sob where he was just so sad mm-hmm. about his own divorce from Chris and he was crying and saying to me, I just never Aww. wanted you to go through something like That's that. That's a good that one. That was really too. sweet. How about that? All right, moving on. What is your most terrible oh, memory? <laughs> Mine is like everything I remember with a negative 10. Anything I remember poorly, I remember like I'm the worst fucking person in the world but I have one actually where in high school there was this like special class that you had to test to get into it was called we the people it was like this competition about the constitution a special government class and I remember that I tested to get in and I didn't get in and the reason that I didn't get in as an adult I can see was because the teacher had very liberal views And I had very, I had almost no political views, but I had our parents' conservative views. And going into this interview for the class, he was asking, like, what issues do you feel passionate about? And I knew nothing, you know, about anything political. But I was like, I guess I feel passionately about anti-abortion. And I just remember him looking at me like, fuck you very much, you know, just like, he was like, would you hand out? pamphlets would you bomb a clinic and I was like I certainly wouldn't bomb a clinic I might hand out literature you know I'm feeling very like overwhelmed and as an adult looking back on this I feel an inordinate amount of shame I actually think he probably was inappropriate in the situation but I just feel not shame um, from that like being we're not under for not having an informed view or just not being interested in politics at 16, you know, I don't know. I just feel shame at yeah. how the I mean, that was me for a long went. time, too, just because, I don't know, I guess mom and dad always had the news on and I didn't want to hang out with mom and dad. Uh, 
so I ignored politics. I didn't think it was relevant to me. And that is a naive perspective and opinion. Yeah, I think I just adopted what they thought for a long time, thinking that that was must be right. Um, Even though I, you know, all of my friends were very um, left-leaning in high school. My college graduation. What are your terrible memories, though? That was Oh, yeah. <laughs> Megan, um, what about you? I think, like, sorry, I'm just, <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't want to say anything specific, but I had some hard times back in Virginia that I don't really like talking about. And those... mm. Yeah, I know about that. Yeah. I just felt like you had shitty friends and fuck those people. Okay, moving on. 19. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you are now living and why? I would immediately quit my job <laughs> and use my emergency savings to enjoy my last year alive. Uh, I might possibly also try to Whoa. quickly have a baby so that my line continues. Can you restate the question? Does die next year? If you knew that in one year you would suddenly die, would you change anything oh, about the way you are now? I living? would also immediately quit my job. Um, I would use my savings and ask to borrow money from all of you so I could go and have fun in my final year. If you give it to I mean, honestly, that's the right move. Because <laughs> money is infinite. We have the infinite possibility of making more and yeah. more money, but our time I is would finite. also quit my job, and I would Lindsay. send everyone who had ever wronged me <laughs> a very ominous message murder them. <laughs> telling them that they had a limited time amount left on this earth and to sleep with one eye open. (laughs) The sirens are going off right now. (laughs) All right. All right. Moving on. Questions 20 and 21. Let's do these together. What does friendship mean to you and what roles do love and affection play in your life? Friendship is like level 100 to me. I honestly think in this like shit show trash heap of a year, like my friends are the things getting me through it. I include Matt in that. You know what I mean? It's just like my relationships are getting me through it. And I think love and affection are key drivers of happiness in life. I'm not sure I always do them well. I get really caught up in work and details in the day-to-day but in an ideal sense i think that they are essential yeah yeah i I think friends are really important it's important to have like people or a group that you can go to to just have fun with and share experiences with and then love and affection get you out of bed you know exactly right any more thoughts on that, Lindsay? No, you got Friendship, it. Friendship, love, or affection? 
All right, moving on. We've got like 16, 14 to do in the next few minutes. <laughs> Question 22, alternate sharing, alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner. Share a total of five items. We mean each other. We're like each other's partners. Exercise. Five. Um, I think, okay. yeah, let's just do five total. I'll start. Um, Lincoln, I think that you are incredibly sensitive um, and have a really high emotional intelligence. I've often speculated that was because you were growing up with a house full of sisters, which may or may not be true, but I think you are very, very intuitive and attuned to other people in a really nice way. Um, and Lindsay, I think that you are really funny. I think that you have a really cutting humor in a positive way. Um, and also that you are very smart and that you have, I don't know, I just feel like you know Thank things you. that That's I don't nice. know. Thank you. <coughs> um, let's see. Lincoln, I think, well, I would like to take credit for your sensitive nature. Um, as a as one of your sisters i think lincoln has always been very good at um talking to people and like especially kids i think you're very um approachable and also very forgiving which is which is a lovely quality I think you're, um, yeah, compassionate. And Courtney, I think, um, have always admired your ability to, like, assert yourself and not in, like, a, you know, an overpowering way, but, like, standing your ground and, um, yeah, advocating for yourself. <laughs> this is really saying more about me, maybe, than about you. But I've just always ad admired your ability to do that. Yeah, thank you. Um, Courtney, I think that you are whip smart, for one. But also, you are a very kind person, despite having gone through some, like, very hard and unkind moments in your life. And I think that, that is a tough thing to do, but it's like a very mature and I respect it thing to do. Um, Lindsay, I appreciate how passionate you are. And I also appreciate, um, I do think you're very knowledgeable, like Courtney said about everything <laughs> um and i'm very happy to have both of you as my sisters that's nice that's very sweet all right moving on <laughs> i can't fall i'm just trying to push us through these questions question 23 how close and warm is your family do you feel your childhood was happier than most people pretty warm pretty 
it had rough bits, but like, yeah, pretty happy. Yeah. I agree. I feel like we had an incredibly happy childhood. And despite our family being poor communicators, yeah. I, I think feel like are, there was definitely love. We are, I always say that we're close, but not like in the way that we might have been if it were just like a few siblings. It's different when you have a big family. Oh, yeah. Having close relationships with eight is different than having a close relationship with one sibling. Okay, moving on. Question 24. How do you feel about your relationship with your mother? I feel like my relationship with mom is probably one of the most complex and nuanced of any relationship in my life. (laughs) I feel like I always laugh with mom and more than anyone else on earth. She's probably taught me the value of hard work. Um, But I also feel like we butt heads and like can annoy one another (laughs) to a level that it's hard to get to. (laughs) I always... I love mom so much and I always felt like I understood her and like got along with her and it always felt like sort of in um in contrast to my relationship with dad like I I feel like my relationship with dad is probably the most complex (laughs) complicated relationship in my life and only recently have I felt more like my relationship with mom is less um, simple than I used to understand it. But there's still lots of like love and respect there. It's just, it feels like more of an adult relationship now than, you know, having to acknowledge her as like a person with flaws. Whereas growing up, I kind of was always like, mom's perfect. Yeah, I thought that's. Um, I love mom. I love mom a lot. And I, I kind of wish that we were closer. I know when I was living at home, things were tense because we were butting heads. And then our relationship got better once I moved out. Um, but now that I've been out of the house for like several years, I kind of want to, um, connect more with mom. I think we all have that opportunity. Okay, we have about like nine questions left. Speed round. Maybe eight questions in nine minutes. Let's make it happen. Set three. So this is the most vulnerable set of questions. Lesson 25. Make three true we statements each. For example, we are both in this room feeling blank. Three true we statements. Mine, uh, mine could be like, we love each other. We enjoy making this podcast to have a weekly time to talk and to get to know one another better. We all wish that 2021 will be better Amen. than 2020. <laughs> Let's see. Um... <laughs> my the, the only thing that's coming to mind is like 
what she says to the little child and the help like we uh we is kind <laughs> we is smart we is Aww. important <laughs> Uh, I love that. What are yours, Lincoln? I ditto all of that. We we work hard, we are trying our best, and we haven't failed yet. Haven't failed yet. All right, 26. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share blank. (laughs) <laughs> saliva <laughs> <laughs> Nina's using your toothbrush Sorry. I just had the impulse to be really gross I could have been grosser um, I, uh, I actually am not sure I have anyone I couldn't share anything with I have really deep open and honest friendship so I feel like anything I would want to share with anyone like I have no problem sharing with someone in my life I can't think of something that I don't feel like I would be able to share though like I have no secrets like the worst most yeah. secretive things in my I life I've left I think that's somebody. a true we statement I don't think we're very like withholding people emotionally Yeah. Lincoln, you have any thoughts about um, wish you had someone you could share I something wish with? I had someone I could share. I... <laughs> oh. I wish I had someone I could share my student love to share debt my debt with. <laughs> okay, question 27. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, that would be us. Please share what would be important mm. for him or her to if know. If I you, you just have to deal with that. Boring. I guess I this said, is if like I ghost strangers. you, you just have to deal with that. What'd you say? <laughs> is that your real answer? <laughs> you can't I say that. <laughs> Why not? That's a solid answer. The only way you ghost me is by mine just might be that time matters. I don't mine just might be that time matters. I have lots of yeah. friends. I don't need another friend. You know what I mean? Obviously we're friends. We're family, but if I were really having a new friend, I don't need another Fair. friend. So like <laughs> what are you bringing to my relationship? That's funny. I would say um ooh like there were just some values that we would have to align on otherwise I wouldn't even be able to be friends with them yeah yeah they're like all lives matter all lives matter (laughs) okay question 28 tell your partner what you like about them be very honest this time saying things that you might not say to someone yeah let's skip this I feel like we are that Question 29. Share with your partner an embarrassing Ooh. moment in your life. Ooh. Ooh. Um, this came to mind. It sticks with me to this day, although I don't remember the context. I remember, like, I was in, like, a middle school math class, 
And I think I was being like a twerp or something. I was being annoying. And so the teacher, she like uh, asked me to stand up at my desk and I did. And then she said, um, class, no one date this boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember the context. But I was like, why? <laughs> that's awesome wait lincoln tell about do you remember that story you told me about when you like pulled up at a stoplight and that girl like a little girl looked at you and she said something about i'm trying to get you to tell the story without me telling the story um i do i do vaguely remember that but i think i repressed it so Mm -hmm. if you're context (laughs) Man, I don't remember the exact details, but basically she like looked at you and made you roll down your window and you thought she was going to say something nice. And then she was like, you a dork, you a dork, you a dork or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that. I thought she needed directions or something. Oh, so I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just, this child. Yeah, and then she sped you up. For um... Nothing super coming to mind for me. I'm oh, sure I've had many embarrassing many. moments. Um, um, well, ahead, when I was in middle school, one time I had a kidney infection and I thought that it was like better. But then uh, I went to my friend's birthday party and I peed in my pants there. And I have a very distinct memory of sitting in the bathroom, like on the second floor, listening to the party happening outside and being like, is it possible that I could walk home? How can I get up? Oh, shoot. Oh, I just thought of something. (laughs) I have definitely peed my pants in my life in multiple moments. I actually feel like I'm about to pee my pants now. I have to go to the bathroom really bad so we need to get through these last three questions but i remember when i was working at a public library in utah i had a really bad period accident so bad that i had to throw away my underwear and have no underwear on. i was wearing khakis in ninth grade and my period started and i bled straight through my pants and then i had to wear my gym shorts for the rest of the day and i just pretended like i was doing it for fashion That's so bad. Okay, last three questions. We gotta get through these. We have to end the episode. Question 30. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? For sure, I last cried in front of Nap. Probably something to do with anxiety. And I know for sure the last time I cried by myself was sitting here in front of my work computer. Something related to um, just feeling if like I have shitty a big about cry, something. then it's in front of Haley. But I also, like, when I exercise, will sometimes cry a little bit. Just, like, a little sob because I'm stressed. And the exercise helps, like, release it. <laughs> I mean, so exercise going to work through a lot of things. <laughs> Literally cried earlier today in front of Nina. Yeah, what's um, yours, Lindsay? And then, honestly, cried earlier in the recording of this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Aw, love you, Lindsay. Love you. Okay, last two. I really got to pee. We got to get through this. 31. Tell your partner something that you like about them already. Let's skip. We we already did. 32. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? 
no, 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 too serious to be joked about. Probably the integrity of Donald Trump. Uh, probably. I mean, probably like white supremacy. Yeah. Like, if you honestly I think believe you can in white probably supremacy, joke about most it. things as long as you're joking about them from the right direction, as in like punching up and not down. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I do think most things are funny, and I yeah, feel like I even do that something you can joke about, I would be like, too soon. Okay, that sounds right. good. That we can have, be our. Yeah, more questions. Okay, so let's do them okay. next time. Thanks for listening. Smell you later.